What's up, coaches? Uh, hopefully you guys are doing well. As uh, a lot of off-seasons are starting to come about, we're seeing a huge jump in our memberships on our website, runthepower.com. We've got a lot of really, really cool videos uh, going out to you guys. Uh, we've got over 200 members on our uh, free membership, which is really exciting that we get to uh, bring a, a lot of really good content to you guys for free. And we've also seen our premium memberships grow as well. Uh, you guys make sure to go check out, see what else we're doing outside of the podcast uh, to help football and help football coaches around the country. Uh, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Team Builder. It's really cool. Uh, Team Builder set up a wonderful deal for our listeners only. Visit their website and start a 14-day free trial. Enter the promo code RTP and then we'll load a 10-week football off-season tro- training program onto your trial account absolutely free. Team Builder provides strength and conditioning software to athletic programs around the country. Whether you write your own programs, have a full-time strength coach, or need training programs, Team Builder can make your program more efficient, more accountable, and smarter when it comes to measuring your team's effort in the weight room. Go visit them at teambuilder.com, which is team, B-U-I-L-D-R.com, and on your free trial, uh, enter the RTP code. This episode is also brought to you by Guardian Caps. Both of our programs, uh, that being Broken Arrow and Ankeny High School, they both invest in Guardian Caps this year, uh, and, and we feel they're helping our guys. Broken Arrow, we're a, a, a tough smash mouth team, uh, and, and it's helped our guys out, and it's helped our helmets out. They're soft shell helmet covers that reduce impact during practice, used uh, by over 100 colleges and thousands of high schools. Texas, Clemson, Oklahoma are just a few of the colleges using them. Uh, go check out our show notes to see what Coach Lincoln Riley thinks about them at OU and get some pricing. Uh, and and the, the coolest part, especially other than the safety of the of the kids for coaches, is the, is the price. Uh, they're a lot more affordable uh, than you would think when it comes to helmets. Uh, and, and it's a helmet cover, but anything to do with helmets is normally very expensive. They're, they're very affordable. Uh, go check them out at guardiancaps.com. Uh, last but not least, this episode is brought to you by Sideline Power. Sideline Power is the industry leader in coaching communication. Offering cutting-edge technology and innovation, Sideline Power helps coaches around the country elevate their program to the next level. With new and used headsets, end-zone cameras, drones, portable sound systems, timers, and much, much more. Sideline Power works one-on-one with some of the most influential coaches and nationally ranked programs in high school football. They continue to help coaches push the envelope of player and program development. From NFL-level coaching communications to cutting-edge video technology, Sideline Power encompasses a full array of products needed to unleash the full potential of any program. Throughout the expansion of their product offering, Sideline Power has remained committed to offering quality coaching communications at price points for every program. They're family-owned and operated with a customer-first mentality. Sideline Power is truly the number one choice for coaching communication. Visit them at sidelinepower.com by email at info at sidelinepower.com or just give them a call at 800-496-4290. On this episode of RTP, we talk with Mark Collier. Coach Collier is currently an assistant coach at Pope John uh, in Sparta, New Jersey. He's also well known as the creator and producer of SpreadOffense.com, as well as the Twitter account, at SpreadOffense. Listen as we talk with Coach Collier about the advent of the spread offense for running the football, how he has evolved his website and offensive interests and innovations, and his unique story and adventures to the game of football and his family in New Jersey. You can follow Coach Collier on Twitter, at Coach Collier. Hope you guys enjoy. 
we'll have some fun, talk some ball. Sounds good. There's no doubt. You can't you can't talk ball, I don't think, and not have fun. Uh, I was telling Coach <laughs> Walls, you're kind of like the uh, you're kind of like our, our arch nemesis with us with spread offense. We got run the power. We're it's like uh, gonna go go to blows today, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, man? When I started when I started in this profession. 25 years ago, I, I was I was uh, running a lot of the stuff that you guys love today. So it's in my DNA, man. I just kind of branched out and uh, you know found found a different avenue. But I still I still love that style of football. Absolutely. No, that's awesome. That's the great. You know, all the all the really good coaches, obviously, as you know, you know they they, <laughs> they know all different types of different offenses and, and work what's best with their kids. So uh, you know, let's go ahead yeah. and get it rolling, coach. If you, if you want to, just uh, kind of introduce yourself and and uh kind of about obviously through your little your through your playing career and then uh your coaching career on to uh you know kind of what you're doing now yeah absolutely so um it's great to be on tonight i appreciate the opportunity guys uh my name is mark collier um currently i'm the uh i run the web the website as well as uh social media pages for uh spreadoffense.com um um I'm, uh, I'm from New Jersey, northern New Jersey, um, you know, uh, born and raised and, uh, you know, been playing football, you know, you know, started in the sport at a very young age, eight years old, you know, played, played the peewee division, junior, senior division, you know, right up through high school. And, uh, you know, um, you know, I played the quarterback position in high school, played some, uh, you know, defensive back also. And, uh, you know, from there I went on to college. I went to West Virginia University. Um, I didn't play football. I, uh, I was actually uh, – I went to West Virginia as a uh, preferred walk-on for baseball. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I showed up there in Morgantown, and uh, there were 80 guys, you know, at the first tryout. So, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you know, um, it was funny. You know, the year before they made it to the uh, the Eastern Regional for the College World Series. They didn't make it to the World Series, but uh, – you know, they had a you know they had a really good team. They had a lot of guys coming back. So, you know, long story short, I made it. I made it to the final fall game, uh, where they cut it down to the final. I guess you know, fifteen, sixteen guys, and uh, you know, unfortunately, I got cut. So, um, you know, it, it was the first time in my life I ever got cut from anything. I it did. It was it, it was one of those uh, you know, learning experiences, and uh, you know, something I you know always. Uh, you know, it's not losing, it's learning, right? So, you know, you, uh, you know, you learn from every uh, opportunity. But one, one thing is, you know, I loved being in Morgantown. I, you know, I loved the school. I loved the university. I was, uh, you know, it was kind of, you know, the first time I was ever out of the state of New Jersey. It was, it was like, wow, this is pretty cool, you know. I mean, you know, football, football games, you know, back then. Uh, actually West Virginia was an independent back then. It was even prior to the big East, you know, hmm. and, uh, you know, we, the schedule that, you know, those years was incredible. I mean, we were playing the university of Miami with Jimmy Johnson, you know, Michael Irvin, Vinny Testaverde on the teams. And, you know, I, I mean, I was, you know, going to all the games and just, you know, having a blast We, you know, we played Penn state every year. They had great teams back then. Uh, you know, uh, some of the Syracuse teams were really good too. And, uh, you know, uh, stayed at West Virginia and, uh, I graduated in 1990 and, uh, you know, I was a exercise physiology major, exercise science. And, uh, you know, I, I always in the back of my mind, I mean, every fall, every fall in college would drive me crazy. 
<laughs> you know, because I because I couldn't play football anymore. Right. You know? it, it was just literally like it just drove me nuts. I'd go to the games, and it was like I'm, obviously I was trying to have a good time with my, you know, with my, uh, you know, my friends and stuff like that. But it was just like you know, seeing the games going on and stuff was just it was torture, you know. <laughs> and uh, right. you know, so I, yeah, you know, so when I graduated, I said, you know, I got, I got to get back into the game, you know. And it was funny when I was at West Virginia, you know, a great, uh, great experience I had was uh, my junior year was uh, 1988, and that was when you know West Virginia went undefeated in the regular season, and we played Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. It was it was it was for the national championship. I mean, it was number one versus number three. You know, Notre Dame was number one. Uh, that's when they had, uh, you know, Tony Rice and, uh, Stonebreaker, you know, they, they uh, you know, their, their defense was unbelievable. Chris and, uh, Zorich. You know, yeah. Zorich. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, just animals. And, uh, you know, we had major Harris, you know, which, uh, you know, you talk about dual threat quarterbacks, you know, that were, could have been, could have played in any era. You know, he was one of those guys. I, I put him in my top five. Like if you could put him into the schemes that you see today, you know, uh, you know, for the dual threat quarterback out of the shotgun. I mean, he he was, you know, he, he just did some things that were just unbelievable. But, you know, so we lost that game. But um, through my major, you know, through the exercise science, you know, you had to take a couple, you know, electives, you know. And one great uh, uh, class that West Virginia offered was uh, techniques and coaching football. And it was, uh, it was, you know, the professor was Don Nealon, which was the head coach at West Virginia. And I had to go, it, it was one of those classes where you had to go get special permission to get into it because it was really only open to the football players, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and I, right. I wasn't a football, I wasn't a football player, you know, so I, you know, I had to go, I had to go over to the football facility, you know, I, I had to, you know, like, you know, really, you know, like sweet talk his secretary, you know, the, you know, you know, can I get 30 seconds with coach just to see if I can get into the, uh, you know, to get into the uh, class. And I still remember it. it was hilarious, you know, like it was one of those where like, you know, he's kind of walking down the hall and she's like, all right, there he is. You can go ask him, you know, and, you know, I'm walking with her. I'm like, ah, oh, coach, my name is Mark Collier. You know, uh, I want to take your, you know, class techniques to coach your football. And he looks at me, he goes, where are you from? I said, I'm from New Jersey. He goes, oh, we like Jersey guys. He goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, all right, go back over to Kathy. <laughs> say, have her sign something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could be in the class. No problem. So, so it was great. Like the following, you know, the spring semester, I was in this techniques of coaching football class. I was the only guy that wasn't on the football team you know, in the class. And uh, uh, but, but it was, all, you know, I, I give him credit to this day. He showed up, you, you know, you would think, right, he's, he's the head coach of West Virginia University. You know, he would, he, you'd think he'd throw some GA in there or something, right, like to, to teach the class. But. He was there every week. It was, it was, you know, it was one day a week for 16 weeks, whatever the, you know, you know, the semester was. And, uh, it, it was cool, man. I, I still got that notebook, you know, I still got it, wow. you know, whatever it is, 20, you know, 23, uh, not, what was it? 30 years. Holy shit. Yeah. 30 years. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Coach, I was yeah. in the same boat at, at Nebraska that they had the same deal. And Tom Osborne was actually teaching the classes and, oh, and awesome. it, the same kind of deal you, you couldn't get into it. Cause I mean, it was the, the fastest class that would, would fill up, you know, like they had like 25 slots. And if you weren't, you know, an, an upperclassman or like you said, a football player, you didn't right. have a chance, but that was like, everyone would tell stories about how awesome it was because I mean, he was, he was hard on you, I guess, you know, he'd, he'd make them build a full playbook and, 
and make him give dissertations on why they, they cho chose these plays. So, I mean, it was – it sounded like it would have been really, really cool. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I can imagine with uh, – yeah, with Coach Osborne, it must have been great. I mean, he was – you know, they always well, – they call him Dr. Osborne. He's a Ph.D., you know. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was it was great. I mean, Nealon was the same way. I mean, he would call me up in front of the class, and, you know, we would talk – you know, and he, you know, he was like, "Hey, yeah, he used to call me Jersey." You know, he, yeah, he's like, "Hey, you're pretty good, Jersey." You know, you're doing alright. I mean, they used to recruit a lot, obviously. I mean, you know, I was, you know, because they were a Northeast school back then. You know, I mean, you know, they still get kids from New Jersey, but you know, obviously now being in the Big Twelve, they, you know, recruit, you know, more. But back then, it was, you know, uh, you know, the the tri-state area was a big hub for them for recruiting. But uh, oh, it was good times, man. Uh, so, so when I graduated West Virginia, um, I said, okay, I want to go back into coaching. So I, uh, you know, like most guys do, right. You go, uh, you know, to the path of least resistance, you go back to your uh, high school that you graduated from, you know, and, uh, yeah, you know, and, uh, my, uh, the head coach at the time was, uh, you know, uh, you know, one of my mentors, uh, you know, in the, in the, you know, in the profession, John Galanti, he, uh, he was the defensive coordinator when I, you know, went to high school there. So he was, uh, you know, he was promoted while I was in college to the head coach. And, uh, yeah, I went up, talked to him, and uh, it took him, like, you know, 30 seconds to say, all right, yeah, I got a position available, you know. So I, you know, uh, in, in that was actually two years after I graduated. It was uh, my first year was the fall of 93 because I was, uh, you know, the first couple of years out of school, I was just kind of looking to, you know, get into the job field and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, so my first year of coaching was the fall of 93. And, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I coached at what we call in New Jersey, a group one school. It's a, it's the smallest level in the state. So it's, you know, uh, group one all the way up to group four at the time. I think it goes up to group five now, I think, you know, for the really big schools. But I mean, just to give you an idea, I mean, you're talking a hundred, students per class now you remember half of them are girls right so you got 50 boys per class you know hmm. uh, you know and now you cut you know you cut a third of that uh for kids who just don't play sports right you right you got another third that play soccer or something you know so you you know <laughs> <laughs> you know you, so, so due to me you know you're not talking to a lot of guys you know so um but i'll tell you we had some great you know i i went up coaching there for eight years and uh you know, we went to a state final in 94, you know, group one state final in 94, you know, we played in giant stadium and, uh, you know, uh, my first year being an offensive court, you know, when I, I moved up, you know, uh, I moved up, I guess, four years into it there, you know, my first year being offensive coordinator, we won eight, two, that's when, so that was in 96. That's when I started to implement some of the kind of spread run stuff that I had, you know, I'm sure you, you you guys have probably seen me documented on my Twitter page where I kind of saw, you know, Nebraska run it in 95 with uh, Tommy Frazier, you know, when they kind of popped yeah. him into the shotgun and ran, you know, uh, you know what they called uh, trap counter, you know, uh, which was just, you know, the quarterback counter uh, play. But, uh, you know, I stole that play, stole a couple <laughs> other plays from Coach Osborne. And uh, I just had a, you know, I had a quarterback that year. He was just a dynamite kid. He, uh, he was big. He was, uh, he was six, three, you know, about 200 pounds and, uh, he could run like a deer and he was just tough, you know, really just tough kid, you know, you know, kid you, you know, want on your team, you know, at any position. And, uh, 
you know, the year prior as a junior, I just kind of looked at him every time when he would just kind of, you know, hand the ball off from, you know, on the center and be like, you know, we're just kind of wasting this kid, you know, he just, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, if we can, if we can get him, you know, eight design runs a game, you know, uh, you know, we could do a lot of damage and he did. I mean, he was getting recruited. It's funny. Uh, you know, at the time in 96, Urban Meyer was the wide receiver coach at Notre Dame. And he, you know, when he, yeah. when he made his rounds around, uh, you know, North Jersey, he came by our school and, uh, I think I may still have his card still, his Notre Dame card, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, he, he liked them. I, you know, they didn't wind up recruiting him, you know, or giving him a scholarship offer, but NC state offered him at the time. And, but he decided, you know, he, he was a smart kid too. He went to, he went to UMass. He played for Mark Whipple, uh, university of Massachusetts. And, uh, his junior year, they actually won a, uh, one, you know, what they called one double a back then he won a national championship, uh, Wow. You know, he, he wasn't he wasn't a starting quarterback. He was holding the clipboard on the sideline. But, <laughs> you know what? Hey, he still he still got the ring. You still know? got a ring, man. Yeah. So, you know, good stuff. And then, uh, you know, so that was uh, 2000. I stayed at North Arlington, and then, uh, you know, I like I explained earlier, I I I majored in X fit, you know, exercise physiology, and I was a per, you know. Because where I lived in North Jersey, you know, I, I lived about 10 miles from New York City. So I used to work uh, in corporate fitness over at uh, over in New York. Uh, I used to work from 6 a.m. in the morning till 2 p.m. That's how I was able to coach. You know, I'd be, you know, I'd be able, you know, be able to get to the field by three o'clock. But I worked for American Express. Uh, you know, obviously a big company. Um, our building was right across the street from the World Trade Center, and. Uh, you know, I was actually there. I was right across the street uh, from, you know, the World Trade Center in 2001, you know. When you, were at, you were at work right across the street? I was at work. I was on the 44th floor of the building right across the street. Oh, my I used God. To, wow. I used to start at 6 a.m. in the morning, you know. You know, that's when guys, you know, guys used to like, you know, the executives would like to work out before before their day got started. You know, it's just like, it's like football coaches, you know, like your, you know, your day starts uh, super sure. early, you know, so. Um, yeah, what, it was, what, it was, what was that day? Lot? I mean, that, that's got to I remember because I was only in uh, I was in fourth grade at the time. And, wow. but I was I was all the way in Oklahoma, but I, I still remember us sitting there watching it on a you used to have to roll those TVs in. They rolled some yeah. TV in and we watched it, you know, roll, you know, obviously most of the kids went home, but um, you know, I, I had to stay in class. But we we're it's about all we did that day was watch it, but I was all the way in Oklahoma, a huge impact. I, I can only imagine being right across the street what was going on i mean how how crazy that must have been yeah uh it was it, it you know it's one of those things you know it's one of those events in your life you know an unfortunate event you know that you you know it's just something that i'll never forget i mean there's images still that are just you know as clear as day to you know you know you know you know to today you know i mean i literally sure. saw people you know i mean when you work across the street, like when the first plane hit, you could you could feel the rumble in our building. You know, I I, I always uh, give the you know to me it was like if you took a big metal garbage can and you just slammed it on the ground, it was like this. It was like a ripping of metal, like you heard. Hmm. And it, 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 again, I worked in that building for ten years. You know, from ninety one. You know, when I started there. And I just looked at some people, and I'm like, man, that didn't sound right. Something, <laughs> something. Yeah, you know, something's up. I, I, I heard every sound in that building for over the last ten years, and th that was a sound that I just never heard before. 
And then we had all these, TV, you know, uh, in the fitness center, there was all these TVs, you know, because the guys used to like to watch their, you know, stocks and finance, you know, just like CNBC and stuff. And, you know, the special report came on and uh, there it was. It was like the big hole in the side of the building. And it was like, we actually, it was funny because our offices faced out towards the Hudson River. Because, you know, our, you know, our building was closer to the river. The, the trade, you know, the, the World Trade Center was right behind us on the other side. And uh, so kind of took a walk over on the other side of the building. Now, again, I'm on the 44th floor. So I think it hit it like, the, so, you know, you look up and I mean, the paper flying all over the place, the, the, the black smoke, you know. And, you know, at the time they were telling, you know, our security was just telling us, uh, you know, hold tight. They thought like, a, you know, I, I mean, sure. you guys. Yeah, at the yeah. time they thought it was, you know, just uh, whatever one that just messed up. Yeah, they thought it was an accident. You know, yeah. like someone. Mm-hmm. But, but but here was the thing. Like, I was there. I was there in 90. In 93, they, uh, you know, they brought a car bomb in. And then the bomb right, at the basement. The, yeah. Yeah, in the basement. I was there for that, too. You know, and I. It was weird, like in the back of so when you were there for that, I mean that was not that was like a firecracker, obviously compared to this, but yeah. you know, but but you always had that in the back of your head, like they were, you know, they were going to come back, you know, type thing, and uh, you know, and then as soon as the second plane hit, it was just chaos because everyone knew we were under attack at that point, and it was just like people, you know, jumping in elevators, you know, uh, you know, trying to get down, you know, because your forty fourth floor is up. And, yeah, you know, you're thinking to yourself, how many other planes are coming, you know, or right. whatever, and, and you're right across the street. But I, it was a crazy day, man. It was just, uh, and, and for me, it was like, I, you know, I, I, you know, working for a great company for ten and a half years, coaching and stuff like that. I got let go. Um, American Express decided, you know, obviously because we couldn't get back in that building for almost a year, so they decided yeah. to get rid of the, uh, you know, the fitness program. Yeah, it, it made sense. It, it made good business sense. I mean, it, you know, like, what do you, you know, what are they paying me for if I'm sitting home, you know? So they gave us, you know, you know, X amount of month severance pay, you know, you know, just like every, you know, I mean, they treated us very well, but it was a shame. I lost a career, you know, with a great company and a great situation where I was able to, you know, still coach football and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I, it kind of changed because I had to go into, uh, you know, I stayed in the field for a little bit, but when you know, went to go work for a uh, athletic performance uh, facility center in 2002 called uh, Parisi Speed School. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any of them down in Oklahoma. They actually branched that. They started in Jersey. It's like a, you know, it's like a velocity. Uh, right. You guys have yeah. places like, yeah. like the See, we had velocity, yeah, yeah, quite a few years ago. Yeah. I don't know if we still have it or not, but, yeah, I know what you're talking about. How, how long did it take uh, for you guys to get, like, do you remember how long did it take you to start practicing again after that happened? Uh, I mean, did you, know, we, did you uh, suspend it for a week or, or was it like, Hey, we just no, try to keep was, things I, normal. Let's, let's keep going. Or, or, you know, do you remember? Yeah, it was, it was just for, um, it was just for a couple I think we, yeah, obviously there was no practice that day. You know, there was nothing that day. Sure, nothing that day. Um, uh, the 12th, I think we just met with the team. And then, uh, you know, we started up because that was a Tuesday, the 11th. And then uh, I think Thursday, you know, we, you know, we started getting back into it. And uh, I mean, it was tough because, uh, you know, there were, you know, a couple of people from our town, you know, a lot, a lot of towns in Bergen County where, you know, where I'm from and where I live that, I mean, you know, guys, par- you know, guys and girls, you know, sure. men and women, par- yeah. you know, they, they, they worked in those buildings, you know, they, they got up early, they got to work, you know. 
Um, you know, so it, yeah, it was, it was tough, man. It was, it was crazy, but, uh, you know, um, you know, kind of, obviously kind of off, off the path from football, but, um, you know, it's one of those things that, again, you know, shapes your life, you know, it's like, uh, you know, just another experience that, uh, you know, that you go through and, uh, sure. Sure. We yeah. got to fly into, uh, we, we went to play uh, Rutgers. It must have been, I don't know, whatever it was, five, six years ago. Um, and, and I got to see the new uh, new tower. Oh, the Freedom Tower. Yes, yeah. the Freedom Tower. And I just got to see it from uh, the Jersey airport. We didn't get to get any closer than that, but I could see it from whatever airport we were at. And, and, oh, you are uh, probably at Newark, Newark yes. International? But yep. We must have been. I, I'm not sure, but I could see it from, we were sitting out on the uh, – out on the tarmac or whatever and it was it was really really something to be able to see that i mean it was really really cool for me um yeah that many years later to see something that big but like you said a little way out of football but uh, i remember getting to see that when i was down uh, up there playing rutgers who were, who were you playing for coach then uh for houston oh university of houston oh yes great. houston awesome. and so so it would have been whatever 13 or 14 i think it was the first year of the american athletic so ah uh, got to go what there was Kyle Flood the coach then at Rutgers? Was it Flood? Um, that after Shiano? I, uh, I can't remember who it was. I think uh, it would have been. Yeah, so that's that's that. So you know, and it's funny. I I I got out of coaching as a result because I you know I, I mean I had a fan you know I I got married in 1994. I have a I have a daughter now you know who's 20, 21. She's a junior at Towson University in Maryland. You know, um, and then I got. You know, I got another daughter who's uh, 18. She just graduated. You know, she's going to go to the University of Maryland uh, this fall. And then I got my little one. You know, uh, I got three daughters. You know, uh, she, you know, uh, my little one's going into eighth grade. So I had to, you know, they were young kids. You know, they were they were young back then. So I had to go out and, you know, it, it just, you know, it it forced me to get out of coaching. Unfortunately, you know, people say like, obviously, look, I mean, the ultimate sacrifice, I, I didn't lose my life. I didn't, I didn't get sick from it or ill, but you know, it, the, re, the, the collateral damage of other people that, you know, that day caused, you know, it changed other people's lives. I mean, sure, I, you, you lost your yeah. job. I lost my job 10 and a half years, you know, and uh, I, yeah, and then I had to go out and get a, you know, a, a job that, that the hours didn't fit so I can coach football. So I got to feed my fit, you know, like, uh, you know, it's the old, uh, faith family football, right? I mean, you gotta, you know, you gotta put your priorities where, you know, where, you know, where, where they have to go. And, uh, you know, and, you know, so then I got out of football for a while, but I got to get back in, uh, you know, in 2006, I had another break in my uh, career and, uh, you know, I, I, I went and coached, I had an opportunity to coach at St. Joseph's regional, uh, high school in Montville, uh, great program for, uh, uh, you know, a legend coach here, you know, here in North Jersey, Tony Carsage. Um, you know, a lot of great players that come out of St. Joe's, uh, you know, like the McCordy twins, Jason and Devin McCordy played, played high school there. Um, you know, a bunch of other guys that, that have played in the league, you know, and, uh, you know, but again, you know, it, that was, kind of, you know, because uh, I had a little stoppage in, in uh, employment then. So, I always kind of got back into it. And, and then in 2007 is when I started spreadoffense.com, you know, um, hmm. you know, just kind of, it was weird. You know, I was, I always kind of, I caught on to the internet very early. It just kind of, it just made sense to me, you know, the, the whole, you know, being able to connect with people all over the world and, you know, uh, you know, through a computer. And then, you know, back then, you know, mobile was nothing, 
you know, like it is today. Right. You know? I mean, everything was yeah. flip phones, you know, back then. So, um, <laughs> but you know, with all that then coming out and then, uh, and the social media and then, you know, uh, once, you know, once the social media started, like in 2009, 2010, you know, things really, you know, started going, you know, really accelerated and, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, that's where we are now. And then in 2011, I coached again, I had a lot, you know, just kind of popped in. It's one of those things. that's like, um, whenever I can pop back into the game, I do, you know, so, <laughs> you know, 2011, you know, 2011, I coached up at, uh, you know, Pope John the 23rd, uh, you know, another very good school here, uh, in North Jersey, a little more out, you know, West Jersey towards Pennsylvania, but they, they play in the same con, you know, it's, it's, it's the big North conference. You, you know, just some really great programs, you know, you got like Bergen Catholic, St. Peter's prep, you know, St. Joe's Montvale, Pope John um you know Seton Hall prep there's just some really you know strong programs very well coached you know great players you know a lot of them playing in the league right now dozens dozens of kids you know that have gone and really played really well at the at the college level you know uh from those programs so uh and then you know again you know I uh coached there for a year because another an opportunity came up and in 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 a job and uh, I haven't coached, you know, I haven't coached football since, um, you know, that's, that's why, you know, I, I kind of, you know, spreadoffense.com keeps me in the game. You know, it, it's my, you know, I, I, I kind of correlate it to, you know, Gruden and his, uh, you know, FFCA, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's me. I just sit there. I, I look at tape, you know, I see something I like, I think maybe it could help out a coach. I'll, I throw it up on Twitter, you know, I'll let you guys fight over it. You know? So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of my story. Uh, I love that. And, and awesome. that would be really sweet. And and I know like uh, there's a, a more and more NFL teams now that they've got guys that come in and, and that's like their only job. They get paid yeah. whatever it is a year. And uh, I want to say the I want to say the Patriots have a guy that like he's the run game guy. He doesn't deal with any of the players. The players don't know him. He, you know, he kind of sits in a room somewhere. I don't even know if he goes to the facility and is kind of like, okay, this week, this is the run game that you need to see. Just pours over film, loves film, and, and it's kind of his way to, to stay in football. I'm sure a little more serious you know, being a part of an NFL program, but still kind of along the same line. You know what, Coach? You're absolutely right. You know, I, I, um, I subscribe to – you guys hear the company indeed you know they're like a uh yeah. you know like a job you know like a, you know if you're looking for jobs or whatever so you could put in keywords in indeed and so if you're looking for financial services you're looking for a lawyer you know football whatever so i you know i i subscribe football you know so any jobs that come in you know I, they come into my email box in the morning and you're absolutely right like there's some really cool like positions now available like in college and pro like, like you know quality control, you know, all these kind of new, like, you know, unique, uh, kind of titles, you know, uh, I, I guess with the rules of being able to expand, you know, staff and, you know, things like that. And I mean, let's face it, it's a huge business, right. With all the analytics involved and the video and that's you know, exactly able, right. Yeah. So who knows, you know, maybe there is something out there for me, you know, in, in that, uh, you know, type type area. I mean, but, you know, at the end of the day though, I, you know, once you've been on the field and you've coached, you know, you've coached players and you, you know, been around that. I mean, that, you know, that, 
I, I would give up my Twitter page in a second. If I could just go coach, you know, coach some, coach some dudes again, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, that's I, right. It's just, you know, that's just the way it is. Right. It's, it's all about the players, you know, it's about the camaraderie and the, you know, the, uh, you know, all, all that, all that good stuff that comes with it. You know, well, it's, I mean, it, yeah, it speaks to just how great of a game it is just by the fact that, you know, you, you, maybe you have other jobs and, and you're doing that to put, like you said, put food on the table, but you can't get away from, from spreadoffense.com. You can't get away from watching film yeah. and, and, and just being a part of it because it is just such a great game. And it's like, it, it just grips you. And it's, it's um, obviously the brutality behind it is, is a great thing because for whatever reason, that's just kind of what guys like. Uh, but there's also uh, the other level of, like, the chess match, like a, a brutal chess match almost. And, and that's obviously the, the other part that's just extremely intriguing. So, uh, you know, I, I say, you know, I think that the way that you're doing things right now kind of speaks to just how great, you know, I, I think that how great football is. Uh, you know what, that, that's exactly right. I mean, uh, are you guys movie buffs? You guys like movies? Absolutely, Coach yeah, Walls is, is good as a movie buff, and he's got like a like a uh, photographic memory. So um, awesome. he's the number one. Did you, you guys ever see Goodwill Hunting? Better believe it, man. Yeah. One of my all-time yeah. favorites. So, so how about when Will's talking to his uh, girlfriend Skyler? You know, and he, he's just saying, you know, I just know how to, I just know how to put right. Like I always put football coaches in that analogy, right? Like he. You know, he's like, come on, let's go to the batting cages. We'll hit some balls. You know, she's like, no, I got, you know, I, I got to study for organic chemistry. I just don't know this like you, you know. <laughs> and then he's like, you know, he's like, and then she's like, how do you do it? You know, how, explain to me. How do you know this? He's like, well, he's like, you ever see a piano? You know, she's like, yeah. And he's like, well, you know, when Mozart and you know, uh, you know, all these you know great you know pianists, you know, would would look at it. They could they could just jump on and start playing, right? He goes, I look at it, I see a, you know, I see a pile of wood, three keys and some, uh, you know, white key, you know, whatever, you know, he just says, I don't know what the hell it is. You know, I couldn't get on that thing if I tried. He goes, but he goes, you know, I look at, I look at math, I look at this chemistry, I just can play, you know, I can do it. And I always thought about that with football, like, you know, like when, you know, like when guys like us see like an all 22 picture, you know, it's like, we just know how to play, you know? We just get it. Like other people, they would look at it and they'd say, well, they're just a bunch of animals out there, you know, like you know, <laughs> killing each other. But they don't understand, like, scheme, you know, how guys are aligned, you know, gap responsibility. You know, there's so many different variables, right, it, you know. It's like, it's, uh, it's like going to the game and sitting in the stands and listening to the, to the armchair quarterbacks. Hey, you know, oh. the, the run the run play doesn't work up the middle. It's oh, why didn't you run the ball outside or throw the ball? You know, then they throw the ball and he gets sacked. He's like, how come we're throwing the ball? Why don't we run the ball? I mean, it's the same kind of deal. You know, every everybody's got the twenty twenty vision, but they don't really understand what's happening. Absolutely, I mean, people wouldn't. Re that's that's the beauty of the game. I mean, it's just you know the cognitive, the cerebral part of it, and and you know, like coach you said earlier, and then it's just it's just. It's it's sheer brutal, right? It's six seconds of just sheer brutality, you know, until until they blow the whistle, and then you you know you you, you take twenty seconds off, thirty seconds off, and you do it again, you know, and and the strategy you know starts right up again. The coach calls the play down, or we see something, you know. It's just people have no clue, you know. They they sit there in the stands and they you know, and uh, but again, it goes back to that goodwill hunt, right? It's just like yeah. we just 
you know, at, at, something hit us at a young age. We just saw it. It gripped us, you know, whether it was, uh, you know, that's why, like, I, and that's, you know, when I post something on my stuff, I'm always like, maybe I could just, you know, get, get some young coach, you know, who, you know, get him a little more interested, you know, get him, you know, because look, let's face it. I mean, there's, there's a lot of opportunities to influence, you know, football players out there. There's a, you know, at all levels, right? Youth, you know, every, you know, they, I started playing at eight years old. I can never thank those guys enough. You know, those, those guys that just, you know, they took the time out of their day. They didn't get paid a dime that, you know, they, they spent their Sundays, you know, all day, you know, coaching me and all my teammates. Hey, you can never repay those people, you know, and That's I, right. you know, hopefully, uh, you know, there's other people out there that'll, you know, do the same for someone else. So, you know, that's how it goes. Coach, what, what kind of led you then to the, uh, to, you know, you call it spread offense. You know, you, you kind of grew up in the, the you know, 80s, 90s. There, there wasn't many programs that were running that, you know, other than, like you said, maybe some, uh, some spread option teams. You know, what, what kind of pushed you in, in that direction to maybe, you know, think more about, you know what, this spread offense is, has got a lot of merit to it. There's a lot of cool things I like. And you know what, it, it even kind of, you know, motivated you to create a website about it you know it 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 again it goes back uh to you know when i when i was when i started coaching in 93 you know it's like anything else you're a new coach so you you step into a program and you know our conference at the time you know the bc the bergen county scholastic league national division it was i just call it you know it was rock'em sock'em it was delaware wing tee you know, it was, it was, it was eight, eight man fronts, you know, you know, cover three, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, once, if you got a team in third and 14, third and 18, you know, you brought in, we used to call it the spear package, you know, where we'd bring in a, you know, an extra defensive back, you know, and you he, know, we, I remember when I was in high school, they used to call it prevent. Hey, we're in prevent defense. That was just like cover four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, we, yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was just like, you know, but bringing that extra, you know, so, but we were, we were one high safety 90% of the time, you know, we, you know, we knew what you were running. They knew what, you know, everyone knew what everyone was running. It was just a matter of who, you know, who was going to break a couple big plays, you know, or, you know, and, and look, some teams were just better than others. So I, you know, it was great because I learned, you know, I learned the wing T, you know, the waggle, the sweep, you know, the cheap the play, right. you know, the fullback trap. I, you know, though, that's, you know, that's the essence of football, you know, that's the belly. You know, yeah. The belly, oh, the belly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the full, you know, all those. Um, and you know, I, I just, I, you know, it just kind of, as our team got better, you know, like our 94 team, we, uh, we were seven and three, you know, we, you know, we made it to the state final, we lost 14, six, but we just had, we had, you know, we just had really t our front four were just a bunch of nasty kids. I mean, they were, yeah, you know, I mean, they weren't nasty, like beating people up, you know, uh, you know, after school, but they were just nasty football players, you know, kind of guys you just really win games with. And our linebackers right. were very good. And it was funny because nine, in 93, it's, it's, a, it's a great story. I mean, we were, we were one in eight when these kids were juniors. Like we got our ass kicked every game. I, I, there were some games like we had to call the dog, you know, at halftime, we had to go up to the other coach, like coach, call the dogs off, man. We're, you know, we're just getting killed here. <laughs> and then, you, you know, we put it, you know, and then we just, you know, the, the, those kids made the ultimate commitment in the off season. We just had a, and that, and that 
that's where like my, you know, I talked about my, uh, my background on exercise fit. So that's where I kind of like, I started doing a lot of research, like on how do I get, the, you know, like I knew the kids were tough junior year. They just, you know, they just got physically beat, you know, like, you know, sometimes the other guy's just better than you, you know, by the third quarter, we were just, you know, you know, we were just gassed, you know, physically, you know, we didn't have a weight room program. And then we, you know, we, 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 we ramped up the weight room program. We, we did some good fundraising and, uh, those kids came back, man. And they, you know, with vengeance there, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing like payback, you know, like when you got a bunch of kids that just want to, you know, kind of prove that, you know, they, you know, they could do it. Uh, you know, some kids, you know, the, the, you know, it's, it's a great, you know, it's a great indicator of character because, you know, a lot of people just fold up in those situations, you know, like, ah, I got my ass kicked last year. Maybe I, you know, it'll happen again or I won't even come out. But these kids, man, they just worked their butt off. And, you know, we came back and uh, it was crazy that year. We started 0-2, you know, it, you know, after their, their senior year. We, we played the two best teams in the beginning of the season. We lost like 14-7 and then we lost like 22-18. And we're like, holy shit. I remember after that second game, we're like, can't believe it. You know, like we were in, we were in the game, <laughs> yeah. but we just, you know, look, there's no moral victories. We still lost. Right. And then we just went on this tear. We went on this seven game winning streak tear from our third game on, get us to the state final. But anyway, um, you know, so what, what I learned was like that year, it was like, we were just shutting that, like teams that just kind of mauled us in their wing T, you know, the, in 93, you know, we were faster, we were more physical, we were reading the guards, we knew every play that was coming, you know, we were getting these run-throughs, you know, where the year before we couldn't get them, you know, and again, it was, you know, a lot of it was personnel-based, I'm not saying it was scheme-based, or all of it, but, you know, a lot of those teams lost a lot of seniors that kicked our ass the year before, you know, and payback's a bitch, you know, so the, those <laughs> kids that maybe didn't play on those teams last year, you know, were, you know, took took the wrath from those guys that, that left, you know, so... But, I, you know, I, I, I kind of looked at the game that year and I said, man, you know, like, there's got to be a better way, you know, like you just, you know. So that's when, you know, I started watching a lot of college tape and um, it, it wasn't like, it wasn't something that I saw that like a team did like, like all, you know, like 60 minutes of a game, you know, type thing. It, again, it was those couple plays here and there that I saw like Nebraska running in 94, 95 when they had Tommy Frazier. They would just kind of get out of their traditional, you know, eye, you know, uh, formation where they would just maul you. And they would just spread, you know, they would go a little, they would sprinkle in a little two by two. You know, they put, they put, uh, you know, Tommy Frazier in the gun with Lawrence Phillips or Armand Green. And then they would just run like, you know, quarterback uh, trap counter or they would run the inside shovel pass, you know, and stuff like that. And it was, you could tell the other team was like, man, where, where the hell did this come from? You know, like you know, they've been practicing all week again, you know, try to stop the uh, Nebraska option, you know, type thing, you know, or just the Nebraska, you know, the, the, the fullback trap, you know, that would just crush it, you know, and, uh, you know, so I thought of that and then my opportunity kind of came, you know, where I was, uh, I was, I was just a position coach, you know, in 93, 94, you know, I was the quarterback's coach and, you know, in a small school like that, you coach on the other side of the ball, you know, I was the defensive back coach, you know, and then um, our court, our offensive coordinator, um, you know, left in 95. And then, um, you know, in 96, I got my shot, you know, to, to be the offensive coordinator. 
And I, I came out with it right. You know, I, I said to my coach, you know, now again, I, it's amazing. Like when you got aces <laughs> in your pocket, right. You could, you know, cause I, I, I ran the weight room program. I got us to the state final. Right. And then the, like the following year, um, you know, there's a position. So it's like, all right, yeah. You want to be offense coordinator? Sure. You did a great job in the weight room. You know, <laughs> you know? uh, you know, so, and, and it, it's amazing, right. When you have a little clout with people, you know, and, I said to him, I go, coach, I want to run some shotgun. I want to spread us out a little bit. And here's a guy, right? He coached me. He, he's just a tough North Jersey guy. You know, he's Italian American. You know, he just, you know, he just loves football. You know, he, he just, I, he, he almost ripped his finger off once on the, on the two man sled. Like we had this old two man sled and like a piece of metal ripped off. Like his, his finger was dangling. You know, he's one of those kind of guys, you know, <laughs> you know, when he was riding the two man sled, but he, um, yeah, so he's like, all right. He goes, shotgun, huh? All right, yeah, let's see how it works, you know? And uh, it was weird. Yeah. But what was great, and again, this is what's great about football. Like, you could, you know, you could put a different color lipstick on the pig, but, you know, like, our linemen, it, it didn't matter. We ran counter out of the, uh, you know, out of the wing tee. You know, we, you know, we used to run some split back. We, you know, we, you know, and we'd run counter. So, you know what? So what? The quarterbacks were on the counter. It, did, it didn't matter to our linemen. You know, the, their rules were still the same. You know, they they loved it because we were. You know, the overhangs were. You know, uh, you know, walking out with our with our slots and stuff like that. You know, and um, I go back to our quarterback that I mentioned earlier. You know, he got six three two hundred coming through the. You know, you know through the C gap. You know, on a counter. Um, uh, he's he's to you know he's to do some damage. You know, so. Uh, that year in 96, we went eight and two, you know, we, uh, I think we, you know, we scored like 300, 310 points, I think, and, and, you know, averaged over 30 points a game, which was a lot, you know, in our league, that's a lot of points, you know, uh, so tough, tough to, tough to rally up that many points. If everyone else is running the Delaware wing T. Exactly. You're exactly right. Yeah. You know, so, uh, that's where it kind of came from. You know, it was just kind of, I, I saw, I saw Nebraska doing it. I, I saw what a, you know, if you had a stud dual threat quarterback, you know, what he could do. And again, we, you know, we threw the ball too. You know, we ran a nice flood concept, you know, a boundary flood or, you know, field flood. We, you know, we, you know, we ran smash and all that other good stuff, you know, verts and stuff like that. But, you know, to me, you know, and I, you know, I, a couple months ago, I did Coach Mackey's podcast too. I mean, to me, the spread offense, you know, I think the, you know, this is just my opinion. I think the run game and the spread offense is what really, uh, you know, highlights, um, you know, what using all 53 in the third yards of the field can do for you. I, I, I just think it sets up natural, natural alleys. It, it kind of eliminates, you know, that whole kind of gang tackling, you know, because, guy, you know, guys got to do their job. Like if you miss a tackle, you know, your buddy's not there with an eight-man box, you know, looking to help you out, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, you know, maybe getting that game-saving tackle because he's he's out, you know, he's doing his job, you know, wider, you know, wider across the field. So, um, and the beauty of it is you can run it, you know, you can gap scheme it, you can zone scheme it, you can, you know, it doesn't matter. It's still the, those five guys in the front, you know, you can run whatever you want with them. You know, you're just, you know, creating more alleys for your, for your athletes so you know in the run game so you know that's that's what really kind of you know gave me the bug with it and 
look, it, it helps when it's successful too, right? I mean, sure. I, I, you know, if, if we went one, if if we went two and eight that year and not eight and two, I, I may not, we may not be talking right now. You know? So what, what would what would you have called the website then? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I probably wouldn't have had a football website. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's you know that was kind of be, the beginning of it, and then you know then I think um, you know. I always look at what, you know, kind of Rich Rod did, you know, again, being a West Virginia grad, obviously I, I kept yeah. a, a, you know, a, a big eye on them. And when, you know, when he got the job in 2000 after coach Nealon, um, you know, knowing what he did at Clemson and, and Tulane and stuff, uh, you know, there was a lot of excitement in the air, you know, and then, uh, you know, obviously everyone knows who Pat White and Steve Slayton was, but I thought it was kind of the years before that when they had Rashid Marshall, as their quarterback, who mm-hmm. actually got a little time with the 49ers, I think, as a receiver. But he was yeah. a great dual-threat quarterback. They had Quincy Wilson, which was Otis Wilson's son, you know, uh, from, from the old 85 Bears. Yep. Uh, he was he, he was the tailback, you know. Had some great players. Uh, you know, Chris Henry, um, you know, who unfortunately passed. You know, he played for the Cincinnati Bengals for, for years. He was, he was on some, you know, his West Virginia teams. But when he first started doing that, Rodriguez, you know, in the Big East, it was uh, it was crazy. You know, they had Rick Trickett as their own line coach then. You know, um, but yeah, it was just that physical style. You know, football with uh, you know, with, with spreading the field out via formation. So spread option. I remember, uh, <clears throat> I think it was Jack Elway that said, you know, John Elway's dad, the famous you know West Coast coach, had had said at one point, you know, hey, w- what do you think the perfect offense would be? He said, well, if you could take, you know, the West Coast offense's pass schemes and, and be able to, to meld that with a, a spread option type run game, he says that's going to be really, really hard to defend. And yeah. you've kind of seen it now, you know, proliferate in the college game, you know, people spreading, spreading it out. And now you can even throw, you know, RPOs in there. RPO is just another way to run option. So, I mean, I think when, when you're able to, to option people, in a, and you said it before, put, put people in a bind where they have to make one-on-one plays and have to, to tackle, especially if you can get fast running backs or a fast quarterback or a maestro that's back there, it, it can really pose a lot of problems for, for defenses, no question about it. Oh, absolutely. I, I, that's what I mean. I, it, it, it's, it's so exciting, the game, how, you know, th- these – you know, really smart coaches, you know, are just scheming up some really, you know, really cool stuff. You know, like you said, reading, you know, the reads on the second level players, you know, it's not just the, you know, the end men on the line of, you know, it's not the EMOLSs, you know, that they're reading or, but, you know, or it's not, it's not the three technique they're reading or the shade, you know, or stuff like that, which is, which is still cool. I mean, I just love when like, uh you know, you see like UCF or – well, you know, when Frost was at UCF last year, like when they would just kind of read the nose out of nowhere, you know. And, yeah. you know, this big guy, you know, three, 300 pounds. Just kind of <laughs> Don't even block him. Knowing, yeah, not knowing what to do. You know? <laughs> and, you know, quarterbacks just running around them. But, uh, you know, and then, you know, and then it's really cool when you see like Nick Saban and, you know, you know, you know, them reading like a four eye, you know, out of a – out of an odd front, you know, with, with Jalen Hurts, you know, they did a lot of that last year, you know, reading the interior guys. But, uh, but again, like you said, coach, like, you know, now that now the second level reads are just so cool, you know, I mean, you know, when like Chip Kelly was doing it and, uh, you know, Frost and, uh, 
was it Mark Helfridge? Is that his name? He was the Oregon Yeah. Coach? Oh yeah. 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 He. Uh, I tell you, that should be interesting. Uh, the Chicago Bears this year with uh, Matt Nagy and, and Helfridge. Uh, that should be really cool. I think you know, and that you know, Trubisky quarterback, quarterback too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He. I mean, he ran all a lot of that stuff at, at UNC, right, with uh, Fedora. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that should be really cool. Uh, but you know, reading those, yeah, reading those second level guys on these RPOs and um, you know, it's just yeah. I it's it, it, and it's so simple. Like I, I just you know, like, when you reduce the game down. It's like the it's the easiest block in football for the court. You know, like it's like the quarterback just blocks some guy who's six two, right, two hundred and twenty pounds. He runs a four five forty, right. He'll knock your head off in two seconds if you came through his hole. But the quarterback, by just staring at him, just just stoned him in his right in his in his spot. Just just froze him, and you just allowed your running back, you know, to you know, to get through the hole and the guy who probably would have blocked, right, the backside pursuit that probably would have blocked him, I mean, I'm sorry, tackled him, just got blocked by the quarterback, you know. You know, when you kind of reduce it down to that, that's really what's happening, right? I mean, that's option football. Yeah. Like, you know, Rich Rod used to say, you just can't, you know, what are you doing? The quarterback's canceling out a guy, right? You know, he's kind of blocking, you know, he's blocking a guy. And, uh, you know. I was liking. I used to call Rich Rod the uh, the football coach version of Al Gore, because I remember I heard him in a, in a speech one time say that he invented the zone read, and I thought that was pretty funny. I mean, he's honestly, I mean, maybe he did. I don't know, but it's kind of like when Al Gore said he invented the internet. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Rich Rod, hey, you're the you're the coaching version of Al Gore, man. Because I mean, who knows who's been running before? People have been running the veer. People have been running you. Midline option is exact same thing. They just called it zone blocking, and then hey, we're going to read the end. So yeah. uh, that was pretty funny, though. Well, well coach Joey had... says uh, it, it was from Glenville. You know, when he was at Glenville State, yep. it was by accident or something, right? I mean, the, yep. you know, the yep. D end crashed down, the quarterbacks saw it. <laughs> well, well, coach, how, how do you how do you keep up with with all the the changing uh, offenses and defenses and and schemes in general? Just you know, being outside of coaching, is it all just through film? I mean, you just watch a lot of football and kind of pick up on that as you go? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think it's my own film study. It's, look, I mean, there's and, and, and there's a lot of awesome, re, you know, resources out there online. I mean, sure. you know, look, when I was a, you know, when I was a coach, right, you always went to the, you know, you went to the Glazier Clinic, you went to the Nike Clinic, you know, there used to be some local clinics, you know, Bob, that got uh, guy named Bob Valley at Cresco, you know, is a, a small school here. He always used to run a big clinic and, you know, uh, Tony Carson used to run a clinic, the Northeast. So, you know, you'd go to your four clinics, like kind of prior to the internet and, and, you know, but guys, let's face it. I mean, now I can go to, you know, I could, I could, you know, I can go to Chris Brown at smart football. You know, I can go to, uh, you know, I still go back to like, you know, uh, you know, guys like Barry Hoover and, and Dan Saeed, you know, uh, uh, Matt Brophy. Like, there's so many, you know, there's so much cool stuff out there. You know, you guys have been talking about this stuff for years. And even if they're not refreshing the stuff, but um, – and, and then you go on YouTube, right? I mean, it's, it's, people are sitting there in these uh, – you know, they're sitting there in these football clinics, these coaches' clinics, and, you know, with their, with their smartphone. And they're just, you know um, – I don't know. If, I don't know if what they're doing is. 
<laughs> I'm sure Glazer and Nike wouldn't approve. But, you know, I mean, they're sitting there, and you're listening to, you know, Nick Saban's telling us that, uh, you know, you should stay in one high. You know, you should, you know, you should only go too high when it's, uh, you know, I don't know. You know, so, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, you know, there's, you know, there's so many resources out there. Sure. Uh, it, you know, it's, 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 it's never been easier to keep up with the game. That's what I think. I mean, I, I you know. It, just because of all the resources out there, and I, you know, and I, I try to be one of those resources, you know. And again, I, I recycle a lot of my stuff, but you know, uh, you just never know if someone saw it the first time or whatever. And again, my, you know, my whole goal with my, you know, with my social media is I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to help out some, some young coaches, you know, give them some ideas. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, or, uh, but you know, just a, you know. You know, at the end of the day, you, you still got to develop your players. You know, that's the key to the game. You know, you got to develop them, you know, well-rounded players. But, I mean, let's say, right, scheme is part of the game. I mean, I, right. I, I yeah. was reading a book. No doubt. I was reading a book on, uh, you know, Lan, uh, Landry and Lombardi, you know, like, you know, Tom Landry and Vince Lombardi, you know, they coached with each other, uh, you know, at the New York Giants in the 50s. Imagine that staff, right? You had those two <laughs> on, on the side. One's an offense coordinator, the other's defense. And, you know, you know, they were kind of different in their foot. You know, Lombardi was all about simplicity, right? It was, it was the sweep, right? And he would stick on it for eight hours, you know, just a one play, right? Um, where Landry kind of felt like, you know, scheme, um, you know, try to have a bigger toolbox, you know, like he felt like the, the game was more than just, you know, my guys are better than your guys, you know, you know, let's just line up and push each other around. And so, you know, and, and, that's what's cool, right? I mean, guys were thinking about this, you know, way, way back then, you know. Coach, I love it, man. I, I just think, you know, guys that, that study the game and think about the game, I mean, those those were always kind of the guys I wanted to have in the, the coaching staff, you know. I think the, the kids kind of gravitate towards those guys because they can feel your passion and your love for the game. And I think when you can impart that to kids and, and show them that, hey, it's it's okay to, to be passionate about it and love something and, and double down on something and, and want to go be great at it, I, th I think that, that kids really, really get used to that. And then me as a coach, you know, when I was coordinating or if I'm going to uh, be a head coach again someday, those are the kind of guys that, that I want to hire. So, I mean, I think some of these coaches, you know, get a bad rap because they're almost like, oh, you know, maybe you're, you're too intense about the game or you think about the game too much. Well, I go back and I go, I, I think you're too lazy is the way that I think about some of these coaches, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, it, it's, it's always fun to, to talk to guys that, you know, you had a dream and an idea and you love this game so much. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to start a website and I'm going to give back. Because why? Because I want to help people enjoy the game and, and know as much about the game as, as I've been able to do. I think it's cool. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right, Coach. I mean, look, if you you know, this game is so hard. I mean, if you don't come at it, with, you know, I mean, you got, it's got to be controlled passion. But you're right. I mean, you got to radiate to your kids that, you know, that, you know, you, you got to get excited, you know, and I agree with you. The, the one thing I remember in 96, like, imagine that, like, I, you know, when I walked into the first, first time I had to tell these guys, like, we're, you know, uh, you know, hey, hey, Mike Wendell, our center, you, you're going to be shotgunning this year. You know? <laughs> He's like, what the hell is that? You know? I don't know what like, that is, coach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, but it, 
it was okay because yeah, I probably I was ex- as excited I was back then as I am now about it, you know. And they <laughs> believed in me because you know what? I put our hours of time with them in the way you know, like you you yeah. earn, yeah, like you, you know they trusted me. That that's what it comes down to. You, you got to as a coach, you got to earn your players' trust, and that just comes with passion. You know, it comes with showing up. It's it's being on time. It's staying late. It's getting there early. You know, it doesn't matter what. And think about this: I'm 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 coaching a you know I'm coaching at a school back then that had a hundred students per class, and again, half of them were girls. You know, I wasn't coaching at like a you know a major school. You know, I you know we weren't playing for any state championship. You know, like you know like top five rankings in the state. Even if we went undefeated, we weren't getting it. You know. You know those rankings are going to you know to the big dogs. You know, you know that are playing the national schedules. Well, well, they didn't play national schedules back then, but you know what I mean. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. they're in the bigger, right. you know. But uh, but you know what? It's football, man. I you know I don't know what to tell you. That's why it's the great <laughs> the greatest game in the world. I mean, you know, and and that's what people don't understand. Like, it, it just blows my mind. Like, I almost went ballistic when I read about this. You know, this congressman in New Jersey that tried to ban youth football. Oh, you man. know. And I, guys, if you read, if you read the, her, her argument, it's a one page argument on why, why you should, why you should (laughs) extinguish something that my whole life was built on, Right. you know? And I felt like saying to her, I, I I didn't do it. I didn't write her. I was going to write her an email. I felt like saying, you're, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to make something extinct that, you know, some people's, you know, they've asked their, you know, the guys they've met when they were 10 years old, you know, they're their kids' godparents or they're, they were your best man at their wedding. So you, you're not going to afford people this opportunity moving forward in life because you think, all right, you know, because what, so, you know, someone's going to get a concussion <laughs> when soccer players get a concussion every day and, Every other sport gets a concussion. You know, I, I got more concussions as a kid riding my bike. I didn't wear a helmet. You know, no. I, used to crash into, I used to crash into cars. You know, <laughs> I, I, I used to get a lot more hurt on the street than I ever did on the football field. Yeah, it's, the, it's the same parents that say, hey, uh, I don't want you to play football, but hey, son, here's your new skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, and, and you're going to fall right. down God knows how many times and, and you know, you'll get concussed from that. But, hey, have fun on your skateboard. But no, no football. No football. Exactly. And, and I feel like, like, I feel like saying, man, like, man, this is your, like, this is your argument to, 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 to end the, like, one page when you, you know absolutely, like, I was waiting to read something that was, like, 40 pages. I'm like, because in my mind, I'm like, if she's going to end football, at, you know, for youth, there, there, this better be such a compelling argument that you you're going to change my mind, you know. But it, it was the complete opposite. It was like a joke. It, it, it was like, really, this is what you know. Like you, like, are you getting paid for this job? <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Let's let's make you extinct from your job. As yeah, we should have told her. Exactly. <laughs> Why? Just because she read in like the the, the newspaper about you know some three letter you know. Again, look, I. I'm all about safety. And I, you know, look, good coaches have been teaching the proper way to tackle and the proper way to play this game forever. I, I've been saying the words head up, eyes open. I, if I had a dollar for every time I said that on the football field, you know, I'd have a boatload of dollars, you know. I mean, yeah. you know, 
head up, eyes open. Don't chop your head. Head up. I mean, it. But you know what? It, it, it's a, it's a, it's a contact sport. You know, it, things are going to happen. I don't know what to tell you. You know. Um, that's right, uh, and that's the appealing part of it to a lot of to a lot of young males is that it's, it's a fun. sport. You know, that's why it's <laughs> fun. There's still a little danger left in life. Not a whole lot in America anymore, but one of the few things. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, you, you talk about resources, Coach. I want to hit on that real quick. Uh, you know, in the college national championships and and uh, a few of the, the big bowl games, one of the coolest things, I think, and, and is uh, they get some of those coaches to go on there and commentate for ESPN. And I'm kind of thinking um, the next big thing is going to be you get a couple of those, like you said, Gruden, when he was fired in, in his group, and they break off at ESPN, and they have their own just audio. And, and you get to turn on their audio. You get to listen to coaches talk about the game uh, while you watch football. Now you don't have to listen to some of the commentators that, you know, maybe Monday Night Football has got good commentators. But other than that, there's, uh, there's some different, different leagues and different things where it's just like, just turn these people off. I can't hardly listen to them. Well, now you get to listen to, you know, college, ex-college coaches or big-time high school coaches or whatever it is. And, and I think that'll be the, the next big wave. And I think it'll be interesting because uh, I really enjoy when they do it uh, in the BCS championship. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but uh, they, they do it on ESPN. You can kind of click over to the, the coach's corner. Oh, it, it's oh really the coach's home room. Yeah, the coach's home room, they call yeah. it or something. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I love that. Uh, absolutely. I mean, it's so hard because you're trying, you know, like, it's like, which one do I watch? You know, like, do I, <laughs> like, yeah, do I wheel right. another team? Yeah. Oh, I love those home rooms. Oh, it, it's great. I mean, I, I remember the first year they did that. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was the first year of the BCS, you know, uh, and I remember, I don't know if it was the first one ever, but the first one I saw, it was the, it was the, um, you know, the Ohio State Oregon game, like the national championship game. You know, Mariota's mm-hmm. last game, at a, you know, when Ohio State beat him, you know, Ezekiel Elliott just, you know, he was just a beast that whole playoff. Yes. And, and I'll, <laughs> I'll never counter, they, coach. Yeah, the and and they, you remember the wham block they and they're running they wham out, wham and counter. They, Oh, they ran, they wham that, uh, you know, the H wham the, the shade, you know, of, uh, you know, I think Oregon was in a, an odd front and, uh, you know, they, uh, it, it, you know, it, 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 it was so cool. And ESPN did a little thing. You, you ever see, they have that, that segment like sports science, you know, where they, yeah. you, you know, they look at a guy like, you know, how high he jumps for a ball. And it's like, he, he put this much force into the ground and all this cool stuff. You know, I love that part of it too. Like the whole, you know, kinesiology, physiology part of it. But they said, like, that, you know, it was like an 18-inch hole, like, that Ezekiel Elliott had to get skinny through, you know, like that. But, you know, it's so cool. Like, they they just, you know, they just break it down to, like, the actual inches, like it was, like, the hole and stuff. And how many, you know, how fast he, you know, he was was going, like, 18 miles an hour, you know, top speed, all this stuff, you know. Uh, Yeah, it's cool stuff. But I remember that play, and, like, Dan, you know, Dan Mullen, I think, was one, you know, he was at Mississippi State at the time. He was uh he was one of the coaches in the in the film room, and I'll never forget like you know they ran the wham. He goes, oh, there's the wham. He goes, there's the wham. <laughs> so, you know because he coached with Meyer. You know so he I'm sure they I'm sure they ran that a couple times. You know during their days of Florida, it was kind of like he was you know he's like there's the wham, there's the wham. You know <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, no, I I love it. Yeah, yeah, I mean I really think look, there's so much. You know, 
you know, there's so many channels on cable and stuff, and there's YouTube and this and that. I don't see why you can't have a coach's film room on every game that's out there. Yeah, just I mean, live stream it. Yeah, live stream. Yeah. I mean, even if guys can't be in one central location, you know, I mean, the nice thing with that is they're all in the same room, you know. Right. So they can kind of talk about it and, you know, kind of collaborate, I guess, uh, you, know, you know, especially at timeouts and stuff and talk about stuff. But, you know, you could probably stream guys that are sitting in their, you know, whatever, sitting in their house, whatever. Yeah. I, Inter- I think, just I interactive think ball talk, that. yeah. Yeah, I think it'll go to that because I, I think the, the football coaches – now maybe the normal – I say normal, maybe – some people that watch football wouldn't care to hear that, and so they wouldn't have to tune into it. But I think, like, the uh, the football coach that wants to watch it would, would love to get to hear, you know, a couple ex-college coaches or, or whoever it was, you know, kind of talk a little bit about the scheme of it. And then, like you said, it, it's really cool when they get those coaches in that have coached with the head coach before or the offensive coordinator before because they do have a little bit of inside. Or, you know, like yep. you said, he, he saw he's probably seen the wham however many times in practice when they were together at Florida. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and even this past, you know, this past season, it was cool. Like Mike Gundy was in the room. I remember with, uh, um, what's his name? He, he just got let go at Texas A&M. Uh, yeah. Uh, someone, someone. Yeah. Yeah. With Kevin. So yeah, Gundy was in there with someone. So it was like really two good spread guys, you know, Holgerson uh, was on there on one of the games. I don't know if it was this year or last year, but that's I think, right. Yeah. I think Holgerson Dana was on was there one. as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I like when they were all ganging up on Patterson, the defensive guy. They kept making <laughs> kept making fun yeah, of Patterson. <laughs> the four two yeah, the four two five guy, yeah. Yeah. Finish off with my last question that I ask everybody, but uh when you're watching someone's offensive line, uh what's something they'd be doing that would make you think really highly of their offensive line coach? Uh you know, first of all, uh, I'm, you know, I, I had an older, you know, I, w- I was, uh, I was a skill guy, like I explained, right? I was a quarterback and, and secondary player, you know, my, my older brother, John, who's six years older than me, he was a lineman. So I've always respected linemen, you know, and he was just a tall, you know, he, he didn't have the best, you know, he didn't have the best physical, you know, abilities, but he was just tough. You know, he was one of those guys who always won the coaches award, you know, just because, you know, the coaches loved them kind of guy you'd want on your team. And he, you know, he was an offensive guard. So I, you know, to me, you know, number one is um, obviously discipline, right? Like an offensive line, um, you, you know, you can't have those, uh, you know, you can't have the errors, right? You know, you can't be offsides. You can't be, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, alignments, things like that. Sp- good splits. But I think, you know, a couple of things. I think very similar to skill players, right? You want to be a cohesive unit, meaning like everyone's kind of moving the same way, right? You you could tell they've been trained, you know, in in their, uh, you know, individual, you know, as well as group sessions, you know, very, very soundly by their coach, you know. Obviously, they got to have a, you know, a nasty edge to them, right? Offensive linemen, you got to, you know, you know, the game's won or lost at the line of scrimmage, you know, it's all about displace, you know, it, the defensive line's trying to displace you, you're trying to displace them, right? I mean, you're trying to control that, you know, imaginary line of, you know, that kind of, you know, that, that whole line of scrimmage area. So there's got to be a physicality there, you know, with offensive linemen. Um, so it, I think it's, you know, a couple things, you know, discipline, right? No, no, you know, no stupid penalties, no costly penalties. Um, you know, you can't be, you know, no illegal, uh, you know, illegal motions or, you know, for, you know things like that. Uh, lined up correctly, good splits. 
you know, playing as a cohesive unit and, you know, just physicality, you know, toughness. Um, you know, those are the things I look for. And, and you know what, in, and I think in this day and age too, like I think offensive linemen are so much more athletic, you know, than they've ever been. I just think, you know, whether it's because of the, you know, the type of play, you know, whether it's, you know, some of the spread schemes and things like that. I always think of the guys, you know, like Rick Trickett and, you know, he, you know, sometimes they would recruit a, a tight end, just, you know, which they knew was going to become their offensive tackle type thing, you know, um, you know, because he had great feet and things like that. So, um, you know, the game's you know, definitely evolved. I mean, I just love, you know, I'd love to get two guys, you know, in, you know, in a room just to kind of talk ball would be like, you know, Stoutland from the Eagles, you know, Jeff Stoutland, the yeah. offensive line coach and, and who the, the guy from Oklahoma too, was it a, uh, Betting uh, ball. ball. Yeah. I think you look at Oklahoma and Philadelphia, you know, like, like the Eagles in the NFL and the Sooners, you know, in college. Just their offensive line play to me is just incredible. Now, again, they got great players, but I just think those guys, those two guys do a great job. And that's going to do it for this episode of RTP. We want to again thank all of our sponsors. You guys make sure and go check them out. Help grow our community by telling other coaches about Run the Power. And if you enjoy Running the Power, go get your shirt, long sleeve, or hoodie at runthepower.com. Also, if you have any topics or any questions you would like for us to discuss in the next podcast, simply rate our podcast and then leave a comment in the writer review section of the podcast app. This will help our podcast rating as well as it'll allow us to answer the questions you all want answered. Make sure and go check out our blog at runthepower.com. Follow me on Twitter at Harper underscore Coach and Coach Walls at Coach Brady Walls. Run the Power now also has its own Twitter and Instagram, and you can find that at Run the Power. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Talk to you soon.